My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In the entrance antiphon of today's Mass, we're told from the Psalms, <clears throat> by the labour of your hands you shall eat. Today is the Feast of Saint Joseph the Worker. It's been celebrated liturgically since 1955. And so on this day, the Church, inspired by Saint Joseph's example, commemorates in a special way the human and supernatural value of work, the hinge of our sanctification. A reminder that all work is a cooperation in God's own work of creation. And through Christ, in accordance with our love of God and, and of others, it can be converted into a true prayer and into an apostolate. Venerable Fulton Sheen talks about how on one occasion he was on his way to the Second Vatican Council standing at a bus stop in Rome and there was a man there who was sweeping the street and he engaged him in conversation, asked him what time did he get up this morning, four o'clock, what time would he finish tonight, nine, how many hours would he work today, 15, and he asked him what is your philosophy of life? The streets cleaner said, well, Father, if I push this brush with more love of God than the love of God with which you're going to the Second Vatican Council, well, then God loves me more. And Fulton Sheen said he was right. The value of our work comes not from the type of work that we do, but from the love with which we do it. And so today is a day we look at that human and supernatural value of work, our vocation to work, the world of work. Pope Francis, in his recent apostolic letter, Patris Corday, with the heart of a father, likes to emphasize how St. Joseph was a working father he says an aspect of the life of St. Joseph that has been emphasized from the time of the first social encyclical, that of Rerum Novarum, Pope Leus Thirteenth, is the relation of St. Joseph to work. He was a carpenter who earned an honest living to provide for his family. And from him, our Lord learned the value the dignity and the joy of what it means to eat bread that is fruit of one's own work. Our Lord was the son of a carpenter. He wanted to be known as the son of a carpenter for all time. And so he lifted up the dignity of work as, as an extension of the human person. Pope Francis says in our own day, when employment has once more become a burning social issue, 
and unemployment at times reaches record levels, even in nations that for decades have enjoyed a certain degree of prosperity. There is a renewed need to appreciate the importance of dignified work, of which St. Joseph is an exemplary patron. And so in this year of St. Joseph, as we turn to him frequently and ask him for things and offer things to him, we could also ask him that we might sanctify our work a little better. It might truly be an instrument of our own sanctification through human and supernatural virtue put into practice. And that it might become a means of apostolate, of reaching out to other souls. Work, he says, is a means of participating in the work of salvation. An opportunity to hasten the coming of the kingdom. To develop our talents and abilities. And to put them at the service of society and fraternal communion. All professional work is a service. Service of our fellow man. Service in the family. We have to try and put a service orientation in our work. And love our work and our vocation to work and the place where we've been placed. And see how we can do it better so as to give better service. So as to always be improving in our work. To love our work so that we have a desire to work and to work better. And even if we reach what in the world is called a retirement age, well, it's good to think of other projects that we can get involved in, other things we can do, ways we can serve, ways that we can contribute to the common good and to the benefit of humanity. So that we're always busy using our talents, our abilities, our acumen, and helping other people to do the same thing, to have the same orientation. So that our work never ends, this hinge of our sanctification. Pope Francis says it becomes an opportunity for the fulfillment not only of oneself, but also of that primary cell of society, which is the family. Our work in the family particularly important to build up those great future citizens of society. So they also learn to be people who work, to value their study. There are other ways in which they learn to work well and better, sometimes using their minds, sometimes using their hands, because they see that all forms of work are important. He says a family without work is particularly vulnerable to difficulties, tensions, estrangement, and even breakup. How can we speak of human dignity without working to ensure that everyone is able to earn a decent living? In the area of work, we have to help other people to work, to be properly rewarded for their work, to respect the work that they do but at the same time demanding certain standards of work. Leading people up onto a new level, not tolerating shoddy workmanship. 
sometimes demanding a little more from people because we know they're capable of giving it. And so we're capable of giving a better service. Working persons, says Pope Francis, whatever their job may be, are cooperating with God himself in some way become creators of the world around us. Through that job that God has given us to do, we participate in the work of creation. There is no job that is of little import. Everyone has a role to play. The crisis of our time, he says, which is economic, social, cultural and spiritual, can serve as a summons for all of us to rediscover the value, the importance and necessity of work for bringing about a new normal from which no one is excluded. St. Joseph's work reminds us that God himself in becoming man did not disdain work. And so we can ask St. Joseph to help us to find ways to express our firm conviction that no young person, no person at all, no family should be without work. Our work is a gift from God. When the church presents St. Joseph to us today as a model, the church is not just endorsing just one form of work, manual labor, but is rather testifying to the dignity and value of all human occupations. In the first reading of the Mass from Genesis, we read the account of man's participation in the work of creation. Scripture tells us that God placed man in the Garden of Eden to till it and to keep it. So man was created in order that he might work. I knew a philosopher in the Philippines who used to say that as soon as children learn to speak, the first words they should be taught are the words of St. Paul, he who does not work, neither shall he eat. And so man is created to work. It's like a command of nature. A feature of his condition as being a created being, an expression of his dignity, a means whereby he cooperates in the great overall task of providence. In Genesis, we also read, Cursed is the ground because of you. This is after original sin. In toil, you shall eat of it in all the days of your life. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread. Work becomes difficult, an uphill climb after original sin. But work was not meant to be a punishment. It's a means of our fulfillment, of the development of our talents and personality. It's not meant to be an instrument of oppression. God did not punish man with work. And so we have to try and see this lofty dignity of work. See how we lift the world up onto a new level. Fulton Jean tells a story of how a ray of sunlight leapt from out of the azure sky. 
and they came down, down, down to a little drop of muddy water in a puddle and took a hold of this little droplet of muddy water and lifted it up high, 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 way above the clouds and filled it full of its radiant sunbeams and then deposited it as an immaculate snowflake on a mountain top so that as it melts it might make the valleys fertile. And so when we sanctify our work, we lift up those ordinary little tasks of every day up onto a whole new level where those things can do great good. The book of Proverbs says, show me a man who does a good job and I will show you a man who is better than most and worthy of the company of kings. And so on this first day of May, we could ask St. Joseph that we might be that person who does a good job. St. Josemarie used to say we should try and make each day a mass. A man told me once how he had spent eight hours that day at a very intense meeting. Came out after that meeting, felt totally exhausted. And felt that that day had been a mass. He'd been with Christ on the cross. And so each day is meant to be an invitation to be with Christ on the cross. To accept the ups and downs and realities of work, the stresses, the tensions, the contradictions, the things that don't work out. Part of our vocation is to be there. This is part of the will of God for us. Book of Job says, man is born to work and the bird to fly. God placed man in the, in the world so that he should work and perfect the work of creation. And so in an encyclical called Laborum Exertions, the exercise of work, Pope John Paul says, but work continues being good. Work is a good thing for man a good thing for his humanity because through work man not only transforms nature adapting it to his own needs but he also achieves fulfillment as a human being and indeed in a sense becomes more a human being and so every human person should want to work to form people so that they have a desire to work look forward to it love it want to improve it all the time. And so when our Lord came on earth, he wanted to spend many years engaged in manual work, transforming that professional work into a redeeming reality. A lady asked me once, Father, when I turn on my computer, can that be redemptive? Very interesting question. And the answer is yes. We believe that the little actions of each day, like flicking on a computer switch, when united to the Mass, offered by Christ to his Heavenly Father, it participates in the work of, of redemption. It becomes redemptive. And so our Lord called his apostles in the midst of their ordinary occupations. 
We're told in Christ is passing by by St. Maria, it's time for us Christians to shout from the rooftops that work is a gift from God, that it makes no sense to classify men differently according to their occupation, as if some jobs were nobler or of less significance than others. Work, all work, he says, bears witness to the dignity of man and to his dominion over creation. It's an opportunity to develop one's personality. It's a bond of union with others, the way to support one's family, a means of contributing to the improvement of the society in which we live and the progress of all humanity. And so Pope John Paul says that we look to St. Joseph who worked for his living. Today's feast proposes him to us as a, a model and a patron of our work. And so we can ask him to ensure that our work never loses its value or its dignity. One of the documents of the church, an early document on human work, talked about how well, often from a factory, matter goes out improved, whereas the men there are corrupted and degraded. Pius XII in the Social Encyclical Quadragesimo Anno, and the 40th anniversary of Rerum Novarum. And so our work, like St. Joseph's, should leave our hands as a prayerful and pleasing offering to God. It should be the best job that we can do. Just like you sign a contract or you sign a form to say that you're in agreement with everything that's stated there, we should be able to sign after each hour of work. This is the best I can do. I put my whole heart and mind into this particular thing. And so the people asked, is, this not, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? Our Lord wanted to be known as the son of the carpenter. He practiced the same profession as Joseph. And so man's work is taken up by the son of God to be sanctified, united to Christ the Redeemer. The Audium et Spes of the Second Vatican Council says, all the negative qualities that attach themselves to work as a consequence of original sin Weariness, toil, hardship, and difficulties become in Christ something of immense value for every individual and for all mankind. Man is now associated with the work of redemption wrought by Christ, whose labor with his hands as Nazareth greatly ennobled the dignity of work. And so the honest occupation that I'm involved in can lead to my perfection as an individual and can contribute to the whole of society. And so we can ask St. Joseph that we might care a little more for our work, use the opportunities well, and also speak to those around us so that they can also lift up their work.
maybe have a different outlook or orientation in the things they do each day. Sometimes we may have to help other people to seek work or to seek it ourselves or to have a to-do list for each period of work that we're in. We organize ourselves better, put human virtues into practice, order, punctuality, integrity, perseverance, fortitude, ambition, humility. When things go wrong to accept the ups and downs See how perhaps we can create more employment to order to employ other people. And to offer all this to our Lord, the perfection we put into that work, which is often in the details, double checking, looking back, communicating well. We could ask ourselves, well, how hard do I try to do things perfectly and punctually? And as a result, what is my professional prestige? When I well regarded among my colleagues, it can be an indication of how well we're working, how they value our service. It can be a very good thing to ask for, for feedback so that we get objective advice and criteria about how to do better the next time. Somebody who asks for feedback, feedback, it's a very good sign that they want to do better, they want to improve. Sign of professionalism. We can ask St. Joseph to help us to have a methodical approach to things. Also to have a sense of urgency. Often work well done is work done in the shortest possible time. Carried out with attention to every little detail as carefully and as considerately as we can. Fulfilling things conscientiously. And so in the prayer over the gifts of today's mass, it says, Lord God, fountain of all mercy, look upon our gifts on this feast of St. Joseph. Let our sacrifice become the protection of all who call on you. There may be many moments in our working day when we try to lift up our heart and soul to God, living a presence of God in our work, bringing God into things. So we don't live at the margin of these great realities, but we thank God for the fact that we have work, that we have our talents and abilities, that we have the strength and the health to do the things that we try to do so that we have great ambition in our work we want to try and change the world we've come to change the way the world does business to help people to lift up their heart and soul to god saint rosa maria liked to say that we've come to turn the world inside out like you turn a sock inside out And this is the secret, he says, of the holiness which I've now been preaching for so many years. God has called on us to imitate him. He's called you and me. So that living as we do in the middle of the world and continuing to be ordinary everyday people, we may put Christ on the top of all human activities. 
the vocation of the layperson in the middle of the world is to order all temporal realities to God. We have to try and love our place in the middle of the world. Love the world, because that's where God wants us to be. Trying to lift up our profession. St. Maria liked the phrase, Regnari Christum Volumes, we want Christ to reign. We want to put him on top of everything. And so we're told in the furrow to sanctify one's profession, any profession, any honest human task, can be sanctified directly to God. It's enough that it should be honest. Before God, no occupation is itself great or small. Everything gains the value of the love with which it is done. And concrete conclusion from this could be a resolution to pay a lot of attention to the work your children do. Their homework is their work. Or the work they do in school is their work. If you're a parent and you check it frequently, well, it communicates a sense of importance to their work. And you check the standards with which they do it. They come to see this is, this is important. I need to work in a certain way. I need to convert it into a job, into a prayer rather. We're told in the Ford to appear as a good job is not enough. It must truly be so. With care for small things and avoiding botched up jobs and unfinished corners. If we really want to sanctify our work, we have inescapably to fulfill the first condition that of working and working well with human and supernatural seriousness. When St. Joseph was working, he would have had the child Jesus beside him. Occasionally, he might have asked him to hold a piece of wood while he sawed it. In another moment, he might have shown him how to use a chisel or a plane. Whenever he got tired, he would have been able to look at his son, who was the son of God. And his work would thereby acquire a new value. Because he would realise that he was cooperating mysteriously in the entire work of salvation. And so we could ask St. Joseph to help us to live a deeper presence of God. While we may be very engrossed in our work, I think Jose Marie used to say that if we offer our work at the beginning and at the end, and also in the middle of our work, if we get distracted for a moment, well, we can lift up that work with our heart and soul and mind to God. But God doesn't want us to be turning to Him at every moment, He wants us to be immersed fully taken up in the job that we're doing, which itself becomes a prayer if we do it well. And also to use our work as a means to reach out to others. We're told in Christ is passing by, professional work is also an apostolate, an opportunity to give ourselves to others, to reveal Christ to them and to lead them to God the Father, all of which is the overflow of the charity which the Holy Spirit pours into our hearts.
This particular feast day in the year of St. Joseph is a special day, a day to remind ourselves of this year of St. Joseph. When we have so many things to place before him, so many opportunities in our work to imitate him, or to grow to be that better apostle in and through our work. And in this first day of May, when we look forward to this month of Our Lady, which invites us to be closer to the spouse of St. Joseph, to ask her for the apostolic fruitfulness of this month, to possibly plan some visits to her shrines as a Marian custom in this particular month, to be a little closer to her and ask her for the intentions of the Holy Father of the Church and place before our Mother all the intentions that we have in our mind and heart. And we know that St. Joseph will place those things before Our Lady also. And we go to him with greater devotion each time. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel intercede for me.